Hello. Welcome to Dish Knows Nothing. I'm Michael Dishno. Sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and other days we'll talk about things. Some days we're just going to talk about what's on my mind. This is a warning. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Um, that was me sipping my good cup of joe here. Some delicious morning coffee for myself as I get ready for the day and get ready to share some thoughts about some things that I want to share some thoughts about. Um, as always, if you're here and you're listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love participation and engagement. So when you guys hit me up with anything about the podcast, I love to see it. It keeps me going. If you guys love it, uh, if you love listening to the podcast and, you know, love the content we're talking about, please share it out. Uh, I love it. You don't even have to like and subscribe or whatever. Uh, just just hit me up. I love it. I love that personal connection that I feel like we're growing. Um, with that, I want to say one thing. Um, some people have been like, dude, you should video this. You should video your podcasts and record it and then also post that on YouTube or some other video thing. And I am not a video editor. I will not edit the video and post it. Um, even if it required minimal editing, I would just not do it. I, as I've shared before, I'm very lazy. Um, I can record this because I have recording stuff. I have a recording studio. I already know how to use recording software. And it's just something uh, that is, is a little easier for me. But um, if you uh, know how to do video recording and you want to see that, uh, let me know. Hook it up. Make it easy for me. Um, we can make that happen. We are collective here. Uh, as, as weird as it may sound, I don't know if anyone else would agree, but you know what? We're in this podcast together. This isn't something I'm like doing myself. Um, this is a group effort. All I am is trying to be the voice for what the group wants. <laughs> um, but with that, for this group, uh, of course, our sponsors, starting out with our hopefuls today of Stance. Um, I've been posting more about Stance. I hit them up. I will see if they will hit me back up. In fact, I'm going to read off what I said to them. I sent, I tagged them in a bunch of my stuff lately, and I've just been like, be like, hey, I'm wearing Stance. I'm wearing Stance. Hey, I mentioned you guys in this podcast. Here's our sponsors. And so I hit them up yesterday at 1.13 p.m. and I said, what does one have to do to get some Stance collab designs? I'm not famous, but I love Stance. I hope it works. If that works, um, I will definitely keep you guys posted because I'd love that. Uh, that'd be so amazing to be able to be a part of that and everything. But um, I'm going to see if I can fix a little bit of the background noise because it is trash day. It is also the day that they're doing um, like cutting the trees around my place. So uh, there's a lot of background noise and I think it's coming in as a hum. Okay, I think that sounds a little bit better. Hopefully it's not too annoying. Um, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but we're going to keep rolling with it. Um, so another sponsor today, in fact, um, just a sponsor of love, uh, is John Martino. He has been so consistent in hitting me up about um, the podcast and those topics of the podcast, and it's just been super awesome. Um, John, I love you. 
uh, I just wanted to give you a shout out there because it really does mean the world to me that you're, uh, for one, supporting, but also hitting me up and, and engaging. And I feel like uh, already, even though I've known you for some time, I feel like I already know you better. Love you, dude. Moving on with today's song of the day. Uh, it's a good one. Um, in fact, uh, to share, like I, I love music. I make some music for fun. I'd love to make different kinds of music. Um, I'd love to be in a funk band. Um, that would be like the dream. Um, I also uh, would love to play bass in any band. That'd be super rad. But, uh, you know, I love all sorts of uh, decades of music and so on. And, you know, sometimes I can even pinpoint like when they're from. Uh, this song right here is a real absolute banger. Um, fantastic song. It is called Oogum Boogum Song by Bretton Wood. If you do not know it, you should check it out. It came out in uh, 68. Let me look it up real quick. Um, oh, 1967. So close. Um, great song. Uh, fantastic band. I don't know too much of their other stuff, what they got uh, from Bretton Wood there. But um, the Oogum Boogum Song, go listen to it today. I should be adding it to the playlist as well. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic little bop there. Um, but moving on. So today I got a chunk of things I want to talk about. Um, and I'm just excited to see what happens and where it goes. Um, the first thing is an interesting one. When someone uh, pitched it to me and was like, hey, you should talk about this. I was like, hmm, really? I should. That's an interesting one. I don't really know what I would do to talk about that except for I guess do exactly what I have been doing and so even over the last you know four episodes uh, excuse me I have you know figured out more about just speaking and here I am speaking um but really I'm gonna just start I'm just gonna bring it up I'm gonna start talking about it I'm gonna explore and I'm gonna carry you guys along for the journey that I'm on um, and if you join, bless up. The first topic is dream house. Um, I, I think it's worth noting. I am not someone who wants many things. I'm a simple person. Um, got married at 22. I've been happy since. Um, you know, I buy things because I can and dual incomes is fantastico, but, um, you know, I I don't want much. I'm not like, oh, I really need this to make me happy. Or, you know, if I just buy that one extra thing or if I obtain this dream house, as it would be, um, then then I can allow myself to be happy. Or So I really haven't thought too much of like what my dream house needs. I will say, admittedly, I've thought of uh, for a while, me and my wife were looking like, oh, maybe we should buy stuff. And then the market went up. And we were like, hey, never mind. We're not going to buy a place. That seems uh, absolutely impossible. Um, but for a while we were like thinking, you know, let's buy a place. And the one thing that I wanted, so this is, this is where it kicks off in the dream house conversation is a garage. Um, you know, I've lived in apartments, condos and all that good stuff. And not everyone has a garage. And, um, it's not even like I want to park my car in there or something like that, but I would love a garage to work on things. Um, growing up, I did a lot of like woodwork, random stuff. Like I would build like pedal boards for my guitar, uh, pedals. Um, I would try to build like makeshift skateboards. I'd take a piece of, uh, 
fence, put some trucks on it and try and skate it. I would uh, chop up old skateboards and make hand planes for bodyboarding. I would do all sorts of random stuff with like woodworking, um, trying to build shelves and all that, whatever. So I love using tools. I love uh, using power tools and building things and putting them together. I'm not like a perfectionist. So that's the funny part is like, I'm not going to make it like absolutely to the T the most beautiful thing. Um, but uh, I love to just do stuff like that for fun. And, you know, on days off, I would just chop up wood, see what I could build. Um, I think if I was to say the first thing on my list that I'd want for a dream house is definitely a garage. That would be ideal. It would be size of a two car garage. Um, and that would be super cool because then I would just have room for stuff like that. I could have a nice craftsman, uh, workbench with the, the, the tool, uh, chest and the, the whole tool cabinet. That would be so rad. Um, so, so final answer for submission for that, uh, is, is a garage. The second thing, um, I don't know what it is, but it's always a word. I've been like, oh, that'd be cool to have in a dream house. Um, a sepulcher. Uh, I did a quick search and I'm realizing maybe I don't want one because, uh, by definition, a sepulcher is a small room or monument cut in rock or built of stone in which a dead person is laid or buried. Tell you what. I'm not saying no. If we were to find a place with a uh, dope two-car garage and a sepulcher, I'd be into it. If it's like backed up into a mountain and it's just made of this this cool room uh, hewn out of rock, uh, sure. Um, I don't think we would quite have anyone buried in there, um, like stock. But um, I wouldn't mind being buried in there uh, if I was to leave a legacy for my kids one day and they were like yeah that's where dad is like i'm not gonna be mad if i lay to rest in my sepulcher um but i think a garage and a sepulcher are a really good start i think um though i have to be realistic right like i live in southern california i have generic job number one my wife has generic job number two and I, I want to be realistic in my dreams, right? What I'm looking up right now is other house, uh, what's the word? Features. And you know what? For good measure, I'm also going to put up, uh, does, does Zillow have uh, houses on there? I don't know. My wife would know. Uh, too bad she's not here being a co-host. Uh, keep an eye out. That might be a thing one day, um, just to tease it. Who knows? Maybe that's what I'm going to do. Uh, dish knows nothing. My wife is also a dish. So, you know, let's see. House features. Apartment. That is not a house feature, Google. This is shameful. I will loudly sip my coffee. <coughs> uh, that wasn't even a sip. That was a bummer. Home features. Oh, okay, wait. Now we're talking because this is practical. I was thinking like purely aesthetic. What would I want? Oh, I don't want this ad. I'm not even going to say what the ad is just to just to be that person. Um, okay. 11 home features buyers will pay extra for. Let me hit you with this. Ready? We're getting practical. Where'd the list go? No, I'm going right to number one. I'm not counting down. Central air conditioning. Look at that. That is a feature I would love. Uh, 
um, when we moved into this place, we definitely thought it had like AC and, um, we even were like, Hey, the AC's not working. Our landlord was like, Oh, I'll send my guy out. He came out. We don't have an air conditioning unit anywhere around our building. So we don't have AC. It's totally fine. It's manageable. We got fans. We got, we got, uh, some curtains that block the heat and the light, all that good stuff. But central air conditioning would definitely be a dream home thing. Um, there's nothing better than on a hot summer day, sitting inside with it cool in the house with a blanket on. Um, actually, you know what? I take that back. I had this on my mind. Um, I have like a very set opinion on like the best feeling in the world and I stand by it. And as I say this and my wife listens to this, she already knows what I'm about to say. Cause I, I really do stand by this. I'm a very, very confident person. And I, I mean what I say at the, at the heart of it. Right. So, um, the best feeling in the world for the record. And some of you guys are going to be like, what the heck? That's really the best feeling. And I really do mean it. The absolute best feeling in the entire world is I'm going to actually preface it a little bit more. Um, right. Cause there, this isn't like a, a feeling like, Oh, being loved or the feeling of completing something at the end of the day or achievement or accomplishment. This is like physical feeling. Um, and some of you are going to be like, hmm, I'm going to say it, I'm going to leave it. We're going to move on. But here is the, the absolute best feeling in my opinion. It's scratching athlete's foot through a sock. So dream houses, um, sitting under a blanket in the air conditioning is pretty solid, but not the best. Um, this, the, one of the things on the list here is new kitchen appliances. I'll tell you what, that's not a make or break it for me. Um, I think old stuff is better. It lasts longer, um, before they realize that they could make money on like selling replacement parts. So the older, the better, as long as it works. Um, a walk-in closet, uh, you know what? I would have a walk-in closet if it was just for shoes and graphic tees. That's some of the good stuff. Um, but me and my wife would share it. So she would also have shoes and graphic tees in there. Alexandra, you should wear more graphic tees. You look good in them. Uh, granite countertops. No, I'd say marble. Just saying it. Uh, hardwood floors. I think that's cool. Uh, I think hardwood could, depending on, I guess, the quality of it, it could scratch too much and then it doesn't look good after a while. And it's like, cool. Well, five, 10 years later, it already doesn't look great. Um, I feel like I could side with my wife and say, you know, what, our dream home would just have like cement. Um, that'd be pretty cool where it's just like, keeps it cool. Uh, cement would be pretty cool looking. Um, a kitchen island. Oh, okay. Now, now we're getting the juices flowing, um, here. And if you're, you're following along, I'll tell you what, if, if you've had a kitchen island, it's, it'll change your life. I've never had a kitchen island. I've only been to friends' houses who have kitchen islands and I'm like, this would be so cool. Or like when you're watching a TV show and you're like, oh my gosh, a kitchen island. These people's lives are so good. That's how they get you. Um, a kitchen island with like a sink would be so rad. I think the layout of a kitchen for that is like one of the coolest things as far as like workflow and productivity. Um, of course, adjacent to the sink would be like four bar stools um, sitting where it has like the overhang. That would be so rad. Um, so this is actually, wow. Um, this is saying that people would be willing to pay an extra amount of $1,370. Uh, I don't know how that factors in and I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but it is from uh, this website. 
which I don't think this is the right website that's pulling up, so I'm not going to say it right now. Oh, it might be USA Today. Never mind. Um, stainless steel appliances, not a not a make or break. Home less than five years old. Honestly, I would prefer it to be older because things used to be built better. Um, I think some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, um, people got lazy and they build things of less quality. I feel like some of the newer stuff that I've had um, doesn't last as long. It's just that's how things are built nowadays, um, and and it, it is what it is. Eden Kitchen. I don't know. Let me see. I need to read this. Um, actually, this doesn't even say. Uh, okay, so you could the kitchen has the dining room. Wow, this is getting fancy. I thought like uh, that was kind of standard for a lot of stuff, but I guess it, I guess it really isn't. But let me see. What are more fireplaces? I'll tell you what. Fireplaces are pretty dope. Uh, I'm living in the first place where we have a fireplace, and we'll like throw some uh, Duraflame or even some logs in there, and just like let it go for a while, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, it wouldn't entirely be a make or break it, but would it be in my dream home? Sure. Sure, it's not on the top of the list. Uh, I think that's why it's not even the the primary thing on the list here. Um, but uh, fireplace, that'd be cool. Moving on. This next topic uh, is gonna be gonna be quite a rowdy one, I think. And you know, I promised myself I I didn't want to like get political, and I didn't want to get controversial. But I feel like because it's what the people are asking about, uh, it's worth sharing. This topic is what is better than sliced bread? And again, I totally understand if you stop listening right now and you're like, I, I can't even, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't want to hear about this in this podcast. I get it. I, I'm scared to talk about it because this is, this is something that could straight up just end me. Um, I thought I would approach it in a way that is very educational um, and hopefully it comes across as educational and neutral. I don't want to show, you know, how I feel about sliced bread too much, um, but just be a conduit for what's out there so that you can take this moment and just really learn about, you know, sliced bread. So to throw it out there, the first automatically sliced bread. Uh, commercial loaves were produced on July 6th, 1928 uh, in Chillicothe, Missouri, using the machine invented by Otto Rowetter, an, Iowan, or a, an Iowa-born Missouri-based jeweler. Uh, Rowetter's quest to make sliced bread a reality was not without its challenges. Okay, uh, History.com is going to take that into a, a different take than I think we're going, so I'll stop there. Um, but so... Mr. Rowetter, straight up uh, is like, hey, you know what? I make jewelry. I'm going to start cutting bread. I don't know uh, too much about like life in the 1920s. Personally, I wasn't there. Um, not many people who are alive today were there. Even if they were alive, I don't think that they would want to do like an interview with me. So I'm not going to pursue that route um, as much as I'd love to. But I think it is worth noting uh, as a common fact, I think many people know um, the beloved Betty White was born before sliced bread, uh, January 17th, 1922. I think she was, you know, one of the greater things before sliced bread. She's fantastic. She's hilarious. Uh, uh, rest in peace. She passed away last December, um, right before 2022 started actually on December 31st. Um, but, uh, 
I think that's worth noting as a tribute to Betty White. She's fantastic, was around before sliced bread. Sliced bread came along and was trying to be better. But um, a lot of, I think what I haven't said yet is that this topic comes up because, right, people are like, oh my gosh, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread apparently must have been pretty cool. Um, but there is still things that are better than it. Um, and I don't even think that's necessarily like subjective. I think objectively there are things that are better than sliced bread. Uh, in fact, one thing that I wanted to bring up about sliced bread, cause I actually just learned this, um, in 1943, it was actually banned for a hot minute during world war two, um, because it took too much wax paper and plastic to make sliced bread. Um, so they were just doing unsliced, but, uh, the tagline uh, from mash.com it's saying, uh, but Americans weren't having it and many were angry over the ban. So I imagine it stopped cause we still got sliced bread today. So, um, sliced bread was pretty cool. It was a pretty solid thing. Uh, I, I wasn't there. I can't say what it would have been like to have it in, uh, as a new thing, but I can kind of place myself like, what if we didn't have sliced bread today? Right. Say I just, I knew bread. Um, which I love bread. I can't eat it all the time because it has a lot of gluten. Um, but uh, I absolutely love bread. I'll just eat bread straight up, not sliced. But I also hate cutting bread. Like if I have like a sourdough loaf and I got to like cut it up to make a sandwich or something like that, I probably won't. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do. I will do everything in my power to make someone else do it. Um, and I think I would find value in discovering uh, not like for my, not like inventing, but discovering it as it like makes its way across the nation and the world. But like discovering sliced bread would be, I think something that adds value to my life because I'm lazy and that takes a lot of the work out of it from having to like utilize it for certain things like toast or sandwiches or really anything that you can use sliced bread for. Um, but with that, let's talk about things that are better than sliced bread. Um, I wanted to start it off and kind of just give it the fuel um, from a website here. It's called the IFOD, um, the interesting fact of the day. Um, they have a list of things that are better than sliced bread. I'm gonna see what they say and then take it uh, in my own hand to say what I think is better than sliced bread. Um, it might match up with what they're saying, but the first thing on their list here uh, is remote controls. Being able to control your TV, garage door, ceiling fan, fireplace, music, unlock your car, etc. remotely is something we now take for granted. Um, it's true. Uh, I think there are those times that the remote stops working and like some things now don't even have like many buttons on them. So it's a lot harder to like use them in general without the remote. Um, but number two on their list, they also have backup cameras in cars. Um, this is this is an interesting one because I feel like we're we're in that part of history where backup cameras aren't entirely standard for everyone because cars last a long time and you don't need to buy a new car every time a new feature comes out. So like yeah, backup cameras are really nice, especially um, as like cars become more safe and they have more blind spots and they're harder to see out of because they're not as wildly open as they used to be. Uh, backup cameras are definitely kind of becoming necessity for really seeing outside of a car in a safe manner um, when you back up. But uh, I, I don't know if I quite agree with that one. Uh, but number three, we have drip coffee makers. It wasn't until the 1970s that drip coffee makers began to replace the old percolator coffee makers, which took a long time to brew. The introduction of, the, of a clock with a programmable start on coffee makers was also a game changer. That makes sense. Um, I don't know 
if that would change my life as much as like sliced bread. I do like a Chemex pour over. So like, you know, I don't know if that's referring to the same thing or if it's more pointing towards like things that you would make from home just like by pushing the button and it's like, make your coffee. Um, but uh, number four, we have suitcases with wheels. Oh, you know what? I absolutely hate suitcases with wheels. I prefer a backpack or a handheld, um, even a duffel bag sling, sling it over my side. Um, wild story on our honeymoon when we went to Paris, um, my wife had this uh, suitcase, had four wheels on the bottom, they all spun. Um, not like wheels should spin, they do spin like wheels should spin, but also like they spun in a 360 to kind of like take it in any direction. Um, one of them broke, and then when we got to Paris, a second one of them broke. And it wasn't even like the two, you know how like if you have a suitcase, you have that part that pulls up and you can lean it over and you can uh, wheel it on kind of at a 45 degree angle as you walk. Um, the two, what would be like the back wheels were still there, but the front that would like make sense to roll it in that manner. So I had to like flip it around and like wheel it in the weirdest way possible at the worst angle, like up and down Paris Hills where it's like absolute like cobblestone streets. Um, so I have a really bad taste in my mouth about wheeled suitcases. Um, so I'm just, I'm just not even going to really align with this list at that point. Um, but I will, for the sake of objectivity in this very controversial, uh, topic, mention the fifth one. Uh, it says GPS, even though widespread use of GPS is relatively recent, it is now hard to imagine life without GPS. Um, Talk about something that is cooler than sliced bread. Not having to ask for directions or using a map to figure out where to go is something we take for granted. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I still remember, I, I feel like my generation of going places was like, you definitely had to get the map quest. Um, and now, you know, I think when I was probably 18 to 20, so when it was like, you know, GPS in your hands and stuff like that. Didn't really have too much personally of having like a, 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 a singular GPS device in the car. Um, but that was just because that was me. This list is interesting. It definitely makes me think. It definitely points me in a direction of what I think could be better than sliced bread. Um, this definitely takes a route of like, what are inventions that are better? But, uh, I didn't originally think that uh, for things because I would even just start thinking, you know, what's better than sliced bread? My wife. And that is subjective. So I'm not going to go through subjective things. I want to try to get objective things, um, which, of course, will open it up. I realize I haven't said it too much for this episode, but this is where I really want to open it up to see what you guys think is better than sliced bread. If you got something, let me know. Um, off the top of my head, what is better than sliced bread um, uh, is nothing. In fact, I have nothing on my mind when I think about things that are better than sliced bread ever since I was reading that and it was saying things like, you know what, what would life be like before sliced bread? My life would be made better with sliced bread. Um, as I was saying, I'm also a very, uh, I mean what I say type of person. So I don't want to say that sliced bread is the ultimate thing. I just think I'm absolutely at a loss for what could be. Um, but I will do my due diligence. I'm going to think for about three and a half minutes, come back and see if I can think of anything better than sliced bread. Shave ice is better than uh, sliced bread. 
I think so. Uh, shave ice entirely non-crucial to your livelihood. Um, but I do think it tastes better. Um, that's the, the route that I felt like going. Um, beef. I think beef is better uh, than sliced bread. Um, if I could choose between a sandwich of nothing and a beef with nothing else, I would choose the beef. If I was to look at the ability to drive over sliced bread, I would probably choose the ability to drive over sliced bread. If I could choose one wish from a genie instead of having sliced bread, I would choose the wish and then I would ask for sliced bread. I will move on from there because I feel like I can't uh, really explain how I feel any further than that. Um, but I want to go into a segment um, that I told myself that I would do today. Um, and I'm going to share some facts about raccoons and we'll uh, just see what happens. Raccoons, uh, according to mentalfloss.com, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be like the end all be all um, for animal facts and such. But um, 10 Clever Facts About Raccoons by Michelle Debjack. Uh, from January 29th of 2018. Um, the first one is that they're named for their unique hands. Um, I'm actually going to do something now that I think would be a lot more fun. Um, I'm not going to read the descriptions. Um, I'm going to make up why I think this fact is true. Um, so them being uh, named for their unique hands, I think it mostly has to do um, because of their hands uh, being the reason that they're named after them. Um, raccoon, if you aren't aware, um, let me disclaim uh, most of the things I say aren't going to be true, but I hope that they make you laugh uh, as my main goal for doing um, probably about 98% of the things that I do. I love to make people laugh. Uh, but uh, so raccoons being named for their unique hands actually comes from where the word raccoon comes from. Um, the origin of the word raccoon is raccoony. Um, and if you guys haven't seen um, <clears throat> everything all the time, everywhere, like I haven't, um, I do know of a scene uh, where they reference something uh, known as raccoonie, uh, which comes from the word raccoon, uh, where is derived from the similar uh, wording of ratatouille, uh, where a raccoon sits upon a chef's head and cooks. Uh, their hands are unique. Not everyone can do that. Um, not every raccoon can do that even. Only some in that movie could actually do that. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Raccoons are pretty awesome. Uh, they come in many varieties. Uh, I'm actually just going to throw it out. I don't think that's true. Um, I think all raccoons are the same. Um, and that's final. Uh, their masks aren't just for show. They are also for play. Um, raccoons are really good at uh, hide-and-seek if you guys didn't know if you guys have ever tried uh, they will hide from you um, they're not really sure about the rules and so when you do find them they might like attack you or throw trash at you um, they might even star in a movie uh, about the Guardians of the Galaxy and be very snarky and sound just like Bradley Cooper but um, the masks aren't just for show they have they have real use and that use is for fun um, number four here one lived in the White House I would almost say more have. Um, uh, 
again, this is not supported by any such fact. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you where the White House is or what the address of the White House is. Um, I'm sure more have lived there, actually. Um, raccoons being the way that they are and liking trash. Um, I'm, I'm almost certain that more probably live in the White House currently. Um, and that's just conjecture. Number five, they can be found across the globe thanks to humans. Um, a lot of people attribute humans to this, but I want to just throw it out there that raccoons actually originated in... Um, I'm going to actually get this one right. Uh, raccoons were exported from Europe. Uh, that's where they ended up coming from originally. But um, as you know, we like to bring things that don't belong to places where they shouldn't be. And so the raccoons ended up everywhere else. Um, you're welcome. Oh, wait, sorry. No, thank you. I have to thank other people for bringing raccoons here. We wouldn't even know what memes were without raccoons. Uh, populations have exploded. Um, I think this is a bit unsensitive. Um, and so I'm going to skip this one. Um, number seven, city raccoons may be more clever than their country cousins. Let's face it. Uh, there are street smarts, and then there are book smarts, and then there are people who are not smart. Uh, this totally makes sense. I think raccoons are clever creatures. Um, they are smart. They know how to hide when they are doing something wrong, um, like looking through your trash, which is not the most respectful thing, but you kind of have to just let it be. Um, but the, the I think the main point here is that if you live in the city and you're raised by the streets, you are going to be smarter than someone who's raised in the country. Um, not necessarily like, hey, you know what two plus two equals faster than the country cousin, but uh, you will know I should not jump in front of this car. I should not go to the tallest building and jump off. You, you learn things the best through experience, and I think that's uh, a bigger thing than even this post realizes um, mainly because it's it's not at all saying what i'm saying um but i think there's something to it um, but number eight we almost had lab raccoons instead of lab rats wow i think we would have gotten a lot of different in outcomes from uh any such thing uh like can you you know that thing where uh they like they practice the concept of hope with rats. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, and um, I don't know when it was, who it was, or anything like that, but I've read this thing where um, basically they were testing rats and their swimming ability and their endurance. Um, if you throw a rat in the water and it has to swim, uh, there's a certain amount of time that it can start to last. Um, basically, like how much effort will it put into not drowning? Um, what they would do is they would put a rat in there just before it would drown, they would take it out, clean it off, let it realize it's okay, and then put it back. Um, the rats that came out um, and were like taken out and like made sure that they're okay before they would put them back in uh, lasted longer because they, uh, I don't know if this was the exact way that they put it, but they understood that they had hope. They, they, they thought, hey, if I just last a little bit longer, then I will live. Um, so that they would have, they would actually have more endurance because they believed that they would make it out of there, uh, even though that all they were doing was treading water. Um, and that's uh, where we come from, lab rats to lab raccoons. I don't know how well raccoons can swim, but I imagine that they can, because they have unique hands. Number nine, they see in quotes with their hands. 
Um, I just don't think that's accurate. Uh, so if I was to look up the definition of seeing, um, oh, this is, uh, oh, the action of seeing someone or something. That, that is a, an absolute waste of time to give me that. Um, so the definition of see from Oxford, if you guys don't know who that is, uh, look it up. The first thing it says is perceive with the eyes, discern visually. So just for those of you who might not be following along, I'm going to define eyes. Each a pair of globular organs in the head through which people and vertebrate animals see. The visual part typically appearing almond-shaped in animals with eyelids. Um, I'm also going to define visually. This is going to be interesting, I think, because there will be just like a circular reasoning here. But uh, I think that's important that... Um, what visually means is in a way that relates to seeing or sight. Um, none of those definitions say hands so I, I appreciate that you know we put it in quotes that they see with their hands but at, as a matter of fact they see with their eyes so you know I don't think that they have eyes in their hands I don't think that they're seeing with their hands maybe they perceive more better with their hands and I can understand that C is the wrong wrong thing here for a factual list. <sighs> I really should have proofread this list for him. I found a lot of problems with it. Um, number 10, they're resourceful problem solvers. Yeah. That one checks out. That one, that one really just straight up checks out. I think that's all that needs to be said. Um, today, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, before I go hmm. and it's a heavy topic it's not as heavy as the sliced bread thing I will say so please don't don't go go too crazy um, but I think that it could be cool to see what comes of it if I just say it so be brave um, I want to talk about the future um, it's a topic that someone put in there and it was rather ominous because all they said was the future. Um, I don't quite know how to take it because again, it is very ominous and it's very just up in the air of, Hey, whatever the heck that means. Um, but I always, uh, have intended to tie in like motivation, uh, for the grind, as you guys know, uh, to any of the things that I'm doing. Sometimes I'm just having fun. Sometimes fun is the grind. Sometimes the grind becomes fun. Um, but the future is an interesting concept because you are never going to be in the future. Let's face it. The future is not something that's attainable. You can never be like, I am in the future now. No, you're not. The future doesn't exist in the now. The future only exists in the future. Um, and I think that's an interesting concept for us to even wrap our heads around because, right, like we, we work towards the future, but sometimes we over obsess in working towards the future and thinking we can obtain this and then we're going to finally be happy or we're finally going to reach our accomplishments. We're going to we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I've done it. But you won't. Um, I think there's an interesting 
uh, marriage of concepts when it comes to the future and goal setting, right? Like you can have goals that you set in the future. Those goals or their timeline may eventually come, but the future will never, right? Like you're, you're not, I hope, I don't know if I can say it enough. I just, that's something that really needs to be the baseline of what the understanding is of what this conversation, um, is rooted in is that you will never be in the future because being is present. Um, when it comes to verbs, uh, for those of you maybe who've learned second languages or uh, just know multiple languages, uh, you guys might understand this concept a little bit more um, than people who have like one native language and that's all I know because um, when you're learning another language, you talk about a lot of, about um, the tenses of when you try to say something, like when the past tense is, the present tense, and the future tense. Then there's all these different tenses that uh, go into like the grammar of it and that's, that's not relatable. But um, when you're learning things, right, like there is the in english the verb was is the past tense of being um be is the present so if i currently am something then i then i be that i be what it is um the future uh would be more something like you will be uh, in the future it is something that you would look forward to right um there's that concept that i think relates to the future in a way that is really cool it's something that inspires me um and i finally found it uh, i've been looking for a meme as i've been talking uh sorry not a meme i've been looking on instagram amongst my memes to find uh this motivational thing right here uh it's a picture of a little lion it looks a little little uh little little baby lion um it looks more like a painting than like a snapshot but uh it says forgive your younger self believe in your current self create your future self it's interesting because although we are looking at past present and future selves and versions of ourselves, we are doing actions in the present Again, we're forgiving our younger self. Maybe we've made mistakes. That's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. We're all humans. None of them are perfect. Move on. Um, believe in your current self, right? Like there, there's something that goes along with belief that uh, can go a lot further than can be explained. I don't know if I could ever do justice uh, to explain belief to people who don't believe, if that makes sense. It's one of those things like you don't get it until you get it. And you know what? listen long enough maybe you'll eventually get it maybe you won't maybe this isn't the podcast for you and i respect that um but it says also create your future self it doesn't say look towards creating your future self or eventually create your future self it says create it it's, it's a current thing that you have to do to set the stage for your current or your your future self right um and and that gets me jazzed just gonna say it uh I've learned a lot in my life about goals and goal setting and what that means and how to obtain those goals. And a lot of times the conversation around it is very, very, um, what is the phrase? Conceptual. Like it's something that is like, oh yeah, we're talking about it, 
but there's a lot more action that goes along with it, right? But there is a, a portion of it that like, you have to talk about, you have to work through, you have to actually plan to create this. But once you're in that creation phase of like, I am creating my future self, that's where the unlock happens. That's where you open up and you realize that's what you're doing for the future. It's not like, oh yeah, one day, you know, we can talk about plans a lot, right? Like we could be like, one day I'm gonna do this. Okay, I understand like, hey, you made plans for a month and a half out. You're going to go on a vacation. Simple, uh, uh, simple analogy there. But like you're going to go on a vacation. You've made plans. Cool. You are going to do that eventually when it comes time. Right. But when we're looking at the future and we're looking at ourself and maybe it's self-development, um, we don't want to put ourselves in a place where like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get to there, then I'll do this work. That work starts now. That work starts should have started yesterday sometimes right for some of us um, I know I'm in that boat sometimes where it's like uh, I've known what I've had to do for a long time but I have not done it I have not tried to do it and it's just something that needs to be done it's work that you can look at yourself and you can uh, look at yourself in the mirror and just be like you know what this starts today I'm making a conscious effort I think there's a, a really great power in the human mind um, around conscious effort actually um, I, I have this running joke with a friend um, where, uh, she'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. And I'm like, Hey, don't be tired. And I'm like, did that help? Did that like solve all your problems? <laughs> it's a joke because I know that, that for being tired, rest is important, right? I talked about that in another one, that rest is super duper important and you need rest so that you aren't tired and you're not worn down and you can accomplish other goals. But, um, the, the conscious effort that you could put, uh, into what you do is interesting, right? Like, um, Sometimes I've, I've had jobs where like, you know what, you do different things in this job and maybe some of those things aren't your favorite. Maybe it's on Wednesdays, you have to write up a, a report that you hate to do. But the conscious effort that I've, I've put in practice uh, sometimes and when I remember to do it is I guess the biggest thing is like telling yourself that you like to do that and finding the reasons why you like to do it. Sometimes uh, I'll admit they can be sarcastic reasons. Sometimes they can be reasons that is like that is not a good thing. But you know what? I've, I've told myself it is. And that conscious effort can change the way that I look at things. It can change the way that I, you know, see, um, see these goals that I have for myself and push through um, just because I've told myself, um, and you know what? The human mind is powerful. Your human mind is powerful. If you're a dog or an animal and you're listening to this, um, you may not get it. Your mind is not as powerful as the human mind, but if you are a human, you are special. Um, you, um, uh, if you're like me, you've just lost your train of thought entirely. Um, but I think I might digress. I feel like, uh, I was on a roll there and maybe I've even blacked out as I just continue to talk. And you know what, if that struck a chord with any of you guys, I hope it did. Um, if it did, let me know. I'd love to hear success stories or unlocks. Um, if you're not there yet, that's okay. Uh, hopefully one day you'll be comfortable enough to share. Um, I'm just here talking about the grind. That's what I do. Um, all this stuff, even, even the dream house, the sliced bread and raccoon facts guys, this is all the grind. I appreciate you guys joining me in this pursuit of the grind. It's been super fun. Um, I hope that this episode 
has lived up to all that it is meant to be. And um, I hope you will continue to join with future episodes, um, especially the ones that I have to record with Bentley in here and he makes noise in the background. That sounds odd, but um, you know what? Work for the future now. That work starts yesterday. Don't get caught up. Continue to push forward. You're not alone. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks again for listening to Dish Knows Nothing. Follow me on Instagram at Dishyman or email me at Dishyman at gmail.com. Hit me up with topics and questions that I can address on the show. Remember to rate and subscribe. It's truly appreciated. Take care and stay grinding.